Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Sean Singleton II. He is an author and founder of Reshape Your Thinking, a leadership and self-development company that challenges and teaches young adults how to create a sustainable framework they need to become influential leaders in their personal and professional roles. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Amy, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. This yeah. is last one I put on my calendar, so. <laughs> I'm excited for you to be on here too. I know that you have just been really doing a lot. Can you share a little bit first about what's been your journey and how did you become a speaker and decide to work with young adults? Yeah, I mean, being a speaker is definitely not an easy path because people think it's easy to have an idea, uh, <laughs> but you really, it's a craft. I mean, it's it's like, and I think it's just like marketing. You have to go through some things in order to really know how to tell your story and have enough to speak from to actually impact someone else's life. And that's, I think, the most challenging part that a lot of people overlook is the preparation to becoming a speaker is really learning how to take your story and, and make something out of it rather than just kind of rambling on and expecting to get paid for, because no one wants to pay for your story. They want to pay for a solution or a problem that you solve. And that's probably the hardest part about being a speaker, but one that I've clearly learned how to do really well. So I just keep doing it. That's really good. So walking through your journey and developing the business that you have, what are you grateful mm -hmm. for? Yeah, I'm definitely grateful for time. I think time is one of the most underutilized aspects that people don't realize can actually do a lot for you. If you consistently, for example, post on social media about a certain topic, somebody's bound to listen and eventually you'll get better at getting people to listen and learning how to tell your story and whatever that is, whatever product you're selling, whatever avenues you're looking to go into. Um, I've seen a lot of opportunities just coming from people being consistent. I actually just got an opportunity today to appear on this show that's on CNBC. I can't tell you what it is yet. He was just like, yeah, I just saw your content. I'm just really excited that you're here. I was like, okay. So <laughs> it's just certain things that just come just because time, because right? I've just constantly been working and focusing in on what it is I truly want to project out to the world and kind of the brand and image that I want to start. Just using that time to practice and get better is, is paying off to prepare for opportunities before they come to me so that I'm ready to execute and ready to deliver. I absolutely love that, especially when it comes to creating content for social media. I know at least for myself, like when I first started, I couldn't speak, let alone create anything of quality <laughs> and it takes practice and it takes learning and you have to be willing to suck for a long time. And I think that a lot of people <laughs> struggle with that. They're like, I don't want to put my stuff out there, but it's like, yeah. that's, that's the only way you can grow. That's it. Right? Yep. I remember my videos were, I had videos that were like four minutes. They weren't bad. They were just long winded. And I was like, crap. Wow. I got to go through it. Cause I got to get used to hearing my voice and get comfortable spilling out these ideas and having people hear them and like reject them. And I didn't, I didn't care whether you heard, I got to the point where I didn't care. Even now, I don't care whether you listen to me or not. I know that what I'm doing is going to pay off because there's a certain audience who loves what I'm saying. And that's the feedback I pay attention to is the one that is, that are responding. And that's why I drive for everything else. The people are just observing their just opinions but I know the audience that I'm reaching and that's the one who actually cares. And that's really my demographic. So I don't really care who listens as long as the target audience that I want is listening and telling me I'm getting something from what I'm saying, then I'm just going to keep going. And then they'll fall in line eventually. They're like, Oh, actually I can learn something from you. I'm like, yeah, probably, but it's too late now. Yeah. So you have five principles you teach. What are those? 
Yeah, the first one is stop. Do a lot of this with, because I think our generation is presented with things a lot faster and we we haven't had the opportunity to stop. Like I think this generation, especially my generation, I'm only 25. So I've seen the greater half of like the low technology. It's like the prime age. We're like, what was it like without a cell phone? I'm like, it was fun. Like we went outside, we played tag. It was, it was amazing. But then I've also seen the, like when we got phones, we're like, oh, this is so cool. We got a computer, we can text. We can text. So it's kind of, you have seen the best of both worlds, but now I'm realizing that the kids now, the youth and young adults now, especially younger than me, are like, I'm like, you guys, I feel so bad because you're being thrown information like left and right. You don't even have a chance to take a second to breathe and figure out what you want to do from the second you come out and you hit about seven. I've seen people like in middle school or like, oh, I want to be a social media influencer. Or, I want to go and do, I'm like, social media, like that's all, like you understand there's like so much more to life. Like you can go and be a doc. You don't even need your phone to be successful. You understand this, right? Like they were just missing out on that relationship piece. So the first piece is slow down. And I always say, or I say stop either one. They're both the same thing because it means you're taking the time to look at what's going on and saying, I don't want to be like everyone else, or I really don't want to get lost in the, in the hype or in what's going on. I really want to become my own person. And then the next one is to acknowledge, kind of look at yourself and say, all right, I'm going to stop doing all this stuff that I'm being told to do or whatever, and really acknowledge what it is that who I am or where I am. And then you go into the assessment phase where you actually look at what have you done that was caused by this rushing and kind of overexposure um, by the habits that you've created. And you're really looking at, okay, this really helped me or hurt me here. And then that's when you start to make an adjustment. Once you kind of what the problem is, where it came from, what you need to heal from, you can start making a plan of action to prioritize it and figure out what it is you need to either change or focus on, or maybe get a counselor for, get help with. And then obviously the last one is to maintain where we seek to keep that environment that we created. So we're not falling on ourselves again. We're creating a solid foundation to get to the point where now we can maintain whether it's success, whether it's just exposure, whether it's successful brand or business or whatever, we just kind of have this foundation underneath us. And then the goal is just to maintain that and do everything that we can to get to where we want to be and stay there. That's the key. I think a lot of people forget. It's like, yeah, you can reach a million dollars, but you don't know how hard it is to do it twice. Like, Yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes people get to those goals and then they're like, well, that was it. That's what I was going after. I mean, nine times, <laughs> I would say 99% of the time you reach that place where that was it. And it lasts for five minutes or it lasts for a week of celebration. It's great that yeah. you have that process because then you've got to, in some cases, start all over again. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I just keep them starting over. Um, you really just keep them in that level of not allowing yourself to get to really just getting to a point where if you succeed exactly what you did to do it again. So, yeah. you know, cause it's not focused on a target. It's like, well, this is the output of the, the input that I put into it. Yeah. I put a ton of work in, I got paid for it, but I didn't lose any of my relationships. I didn't lose myself. I didn't lose my family. I didn't lose my kids. I didn't lose all, any of this stuff that I wanted to do in the process. And so now, yeah, I made it, but now I know how to do this I can do this in my sleep without messing up the true things that we need. I think as people to really have an environment that's built for success. And then that's following those principles, every decision, every step, just taking the time to make consistent habits that lead to consistent success. It's really what I say a lot. Love that. So you help young adults also learn how to tackle transitions in life. Mm -hmm. What are some of the areas you focus on? Yeah, I think the area I focus on mainly is mindset and leadership. So a lot of times you step into the corporate world and we want to climb the ladder. I've done it. I became, I was a manager at like 20 at a bank. I can honestly say that I can probably jump into any company, learn how to succeed and be step into a manager role in, in like the next two or three years. In the first two, three years, just being there, just because it's not hard when you understand what it is you're trying to do and what your goal is. And a lot of times 
being young, we were really ambitious and we want to be like at the top. But it's like, if you do this one job really well, you just take the next step up and then you just keep going from there, just focusing on what you're doing now. So that way, as you grow, like I said, it's all about sustainability and consistency. So if you're consistently, effectively taking on the positions you have and really owning up 100%, the next logical step for, as I call, as I tell one of my clients, the next simple step for you is to do this, is to be a manager. It's like, well, you've done everything here. You've mastered it. Your job's going to see that because your performance is going to reflect consistent numbers. And you're going to be like, well, I want this management job. Well, why? Because I've closed 30 grand every month for the last six months. I think I could probably handle telling someone else. Uh, it's just you're like, and they're like, well, yeah, you've been way more consistent than the guy who had one sick, who's sporadic all over the place, how to succeed. And so if you set a target and you always reach it, then you really know what that's like for you. And so that's in the corporate world. But then obviously the personal aspect is that mindset and leadership, just to being able to put yourself in the mindset and create an environment for success. It's a little bit easier when you slow down. Like I talk about slowing down and, and looking at what the actual step is you're trying to do. When you have that plan, everything else is a lot easier to do and a lot easier to handle. And it's not really a stressful back and forth decision of like, oh, I don't know. I want to do this. I want to do this. It's like, no, you just, you took the time. You worked with what you had until you figured out where you wanted to go. And that's really what it's all about. It's just use where you are to get to where you want to go, but don't get too caught up in the vision and the chasing the vision that you forget where you really are and what you really need to do to help you get there. Yeah, definitely. So if there are those that are listening, that are thinking about being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. they see it as an easy way to success, what would you tell them? Uh, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, no, I, I would honestly recommend them to be real with themselves. And as I just mentioned, the vision and reality, I have an analogy that goes um, with that, where people chase the vision, where it's like the money, the wives, the success and all that stuff disappear. But the reality is where you are now. And we skip the reality, trying to chase the vision that we get lost in the, like we're lost. We're just in this in-between spot. It's like, I don't know where I'm going or <laughs> what I'm really looking to do. Like, I just know that I want it to be successful. But I have no idea where I went off track. Like, why am I now doing something, I have no idea what this is. You know, why am I investing in this part, part of my business I don't like, or this part of my business that's not growing? Like I thought this was supposed to be a success and I have no idea how to get back to that level, you know, of what I wanted to reach. And so if you want to jump to this entrepreneurial journey, it's really important that you do take your time to, if you want to do it correctly, just don't jump at everything and just focus on the reality. You don't have the budget to do what you're looking at on social media. That's the reality. It's not an argument of like, oh, I can go like, no, you don't have the money. So figure out how to use the resources that are free and you have exposure to copy someone else. If it's not trademarked, copy it. I I don't know why people get so scared to do like, it's not bad. I'm not taking exactly what you did. But if you posted a video, for example, with a graphic at the top, I'm like, oh, well, I can put a graphic at mine. I like the way that looks. Make it your color, put your name on it and, you know, practice it and see like, do you like this? Because out of that, your own creativity will come out of your own ideas. Because most of the time, nobody's watching you when you first start out anyway. Just like we just talked about before, you suck. (laughs) So you got to suck in order to get better. So don't worry about it. Nobody's looking at it. Nobody sees the things that I posted a year ago. No one cares. They see the things I'm doing now. And they're like, okay, you're winning now. What are you doing now? And it's like, boom, boom. And now because I'm so true to myself and know what I'm doing, it's a consistent thing I can create. And the success is just growing and growing and growing because I'm so head down focused on just doing the next step for me with with what I'm able to do and, and living in my reality instead of chasing this visionary lifestyle. I'm just letting things happen as they go. What are some of the top fears young people face and how do you help them overcome them? 
Yeah, failure is the big one. I mean, I think that's just everybody who's wants to start out something because generally, obviously in coaching, it's generally someone who wants to get somewhere or do something, whether it's overcoming a habit or overcoming a lifestyle or trying to find a new way to achieve success or what have you. And really just failure is the biggest aspect. Everyone's scared to do something wrong and obviously ties into what I just talked about, the social media thing and trying to start a business. Failure is a good thing. And I, I treat it as a positive thing. And I think that I teach them to use those failures, those moments of failure, because if you're in this spot, like I said, where you're living in your reality and you fail, that's good because you were realistic about your expectations. This is going to suck and I'm probably going to fail, but I'll learn something that'll help me do better next time. And yeah. so you, you know, relieve that pressure when you realize that you're doing this for yourself and other people are benefiting from it. And so I try to take away that aspect of fail. Like you're not failing anybody because no one's expecting anything of you except you. You're failing yourself. And if you get caught up in your head, as you've had experience with as well, and I have too, you just get caught up in your head like, man, this is going to fail. I'm not going to do it. And then we either don't do it or we do it. And then we're like, oh, wait, this actually went well. What did I do to do this again? Yeah. Like we have no idea. We're like, well, dang. I, oh, I just wasn't focused on failing. I was just focused on doing what I was capable of and living out the knowledge that I know and creating the expert positioning for myself from what I actually have the ability to talk about and do. And that's really where I help young adults a lot is to just overcoming that hurdle for failure. They don't even think about it anymore. My clients now don't even think about it. They realize it now, but because they created the environments where it's like, I know what's a consistent, like, I know what this piece looks like, this piece and success in my family or my piece, this, this piece and success and what I'm going for, what I'm looking for. I know what that looks like now. I want to keep it. And so when something comes against it to try to challenge that, they're aware, they know okay, this is what happened. And this is what's taking me outside of my comfort zone and really pulling me outside of where I'm supposed to be doing or what I'm, where I'm supposed to be going. And so it's having that ability to, to recognize that, you know, failure is not attached to anything else. It's, it's just your expectation of yourself and really just be the best version of you. And you won't fail because you're not competing against anyone. There's no measurement of success. You're just doing what you to get better at to do what you want to do. I like that. Yeah. I heard a quote once that said, actually two, one said, our problem is, and this goes for everybody, is we think we shouldn't have problems. Mm. Yeah. And the truth is that we all have problems and we all should, ha should be having consistent problems. Yeah. It's how you work with those problems and still create success is what's exactly. important. Yeah. And then I also heard another one of how most, and especially this is more towards entrepreneurs and such, but most get tired. They don't succeed not because they don't have some success, not because they don't move the needle, but because they get tired Yep. and they're tired of not making enough. They're tired of not reaching the goal. They're tired of like the consistency or, or whatever it is. And then they quit mm -hmm. instead of this is the conviction of what I want. And I'm just going to keep at it. Just going to keep at it. Yeah. So it's I like, thought that was like pretty powerful. I mean, the picture of the guy with like little pickaxe and like he's chowing at the dirt and they're like, success was right here. You stopped when all you had to do was just keep going. You got tired because someone wasn't clicking on your stuff or looking at it. It's like, just keep going. Eventually something's going to happen. If you're getting better, something's going to happen. Now there's a difference between like doing something and it's not working. That's, that's just, you got to be humble and know that if it's not working, it's just not working. Yeah. But giving up is definitely the, the, the difference between the two where you actually stop when you're actually about to succeed because it got hard. Versus yeah. you not doing something because it's not working. That takes, you know, a lot of character and a lot of uh, courage to just say that this is sucking and I really did a bad thing. I need to stop. I've been there. I've stopped multiple business adventures that I've had just because it wasn't working. I was like, well, dang it. 
try something else. But I got back and I kept going and now I found something that's working. So I'm, I'm striking gold every time I keep putting a little bit of effort in and, and really being consistent with it. And that's, so I figured it out. Yeah. Me. That's key too, is finding the area that works. Cause I also, I had a, a life coaching business and I was helping people, but the niche I chose, I didn't know this because there were tons of people, tons of accounts with large numbers of people following them and all this. And mine was growing too. And I had a, a huge YouTube channel that was growing. And then nobody was buying my products or services. Nobody was hiring me as a coach. And so I started to reach out to all of these people that had tons of people following them and they had the same experience. They just were living off of their like YouTube AdSense. Yeah, it, it's important to not just look at what's popular out there because sometimes the stuff that's popular, there's no money in it. Mm-hmm. And I saw, and the one thing about content too, I saw a gal on uh, LinkedIn today. She made a graphic. <laughs> I laughed. I'm sorry. I mean, it was, it's not funny, but it was kind of funny because how many times do you feel this way? But she made a graphic. She's like, and it says, I need help. in like the biggest font possible she's a content writer right (laughs) like how many times do you feel like doing that because sometimes we we all get to that place right (laughs) and and she's like i'm posting all this stuff on linkedin i'm doing what all the gurus are telling me to do on linkedin my content was getting views and now it's not getting any views and i don't know what to do because i'm not getting any clients from this yeah And I had all these people reaching out to her, not really giving her that much advice. And I was like, what, if you need to get clients, don't be waiting for your, your content to get views, reach out to people and build relationships with them. (laughs) You have to have conversations with people, right? I mean, that's good. That's good. Cause we, a lot of people do forget that. That's why that's one of the things I'm talking about with like slowing down you social media is not the end all be, I can go out and sell a speaking gig right now. If I really wanted to, just by calling people and just like, hey, my name's John Singleton. You know, here's what I do. Here's what I talk about. When can I come speak to you and show you what I have? And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And I've done that. And that's what's grown my business. I, I have people like, oh, your social media is not that big. I'm like, I don't care about it. I, I tell my VP all the time, I'm like, I don't, if anybody asks me why I'm not posting, this is why. Here's what we do. She's like, oh, you don't need social media. I was like, exactly. We talk to people. We don't yeah. talk to videos and pixels and cell phones. We talk to actual people. Because they're the ones making the decision. Social media is just an exposure, a brand thing. If you have a product that's selling really well, or if you want to sell it, leverage the mess out of it. But you actually just have to get in the know and get and connect with people who know you. Like you mentioned, reach out to them. You got to talk to them because if you're selling services, especially coaching services or speaking services, they need to know you before they trust anything you put out because otherwise... It's just an ad to them and they're going to keep, at least me, that's what I do. I scroll right over it. I don't care how good you are. I'm like, oh, it's just an ad. I don't need it. Uh, Email me. I'm like, oh, okay. You actually took the time to reach out to me about a specific piece of content or something you want to talk about. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will do this. Or yes, I won't do that. So Yeah, there's two sides to the coin, I think. And I mean, there's yeah. some people that have ex- succeeded, but you still have to, you do an ad, you still have to pay thousands of dollars Right. For people to see it and like you before you ever get them to go into your email list. Yeah. Or it's the time thing of waiting years, you know, for people to enough people to see your content and things to grow or whatever it may be. But yeah, so it's long. T- I think social media is more long-term and you're mm-hmm. right. You've got to reach people 
especially when you're first starting out, you've got to build those relationships. I absolutely yeah. agree with that. And that goes for digital marketers as well. And I think that's, yeah. that's a secret. Digital marketers don't start their businesses with social media. And if a digital marketer is not going to do that, why would you, right? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think the only exemption of that was probably Gary Vaynerchuk because he started a YouTube channel and got famous before he started his agency. But he, well, he still started went out. with the wine business. Like he started with the wine. Like he still had the like. I love his beginning, but it wasn't as like oh, like he worked really hard. I'm not discrediting yeah. him, but it's not like he didn't already have this base to really push for. Yes, he had to have the visions and the ideas to expand the wine industry, wine libraries, yada yada yada, but you had to start, you started with a lot more than what the, you know, average person just came out. Like they don't have any, like, this isn't a, oh, I have a business to take over. No, I have nothing. I have no name, no recognition. I don't know how to use a camera. Don't know how to use a POS. Haven't sold anything. Haven't been around people. Don't know how to talk to people. Haven't worked on sales pitch. And it's like, talk to them. So I love him for existing entrepreneurs, but for people coming in, I think you have to be very, his content now is more generated for that entry level audience. But yeah. before it was like, really, you, if you weren't in the game for two years, his stuff went like right over your head or it got really hard. You're like, I have no idea what he's talking about, how to do this. I just know I'm really motivated to do it and I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. And it's like, well, that's not really what he meant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, he, didn't, he didn't mean just go out there and start posting tons of content exactly. and, and it's going to work. But yeah. He was getting a paycheck. And yeah. then he, and then when his YouTube channel, he got grew, he got a paycheck off the YouTube channel. Yeah. And then that grew, but then he still had to go out and meet with tons of people to grow did, his, yeah. his agency. And yeah. you don't see that. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So can you share some of your client success stories? Yeah, I think I have small client successes. One, because I, at a certain point, I treat it as I let my clients go. Like I don't hang on to you longer than you need to, because really I'm just a catalyst to get you started. And if you need help along the journey, then you just say, hey, Here's this area that I just reached that's a problem because I think that so many people get caught up in trying to track their success that uh, you focus on the numbers of people that you help. And, and me, I'm just opposite. I just don't work that way. It has worked for me so far. I don't know if it's not, you know, but most people don't like it. They're like, you don't have any metrics. I'm like, yes, I do. I'm doing everything that I can. And people are asking me questions and I'm responding to them and helping them and coaching them. And they're not coming back to me. They leave positive reviews. So they're like, yeah, we literally, literally love Sean. He helped me like through this moment in my life when I really didn't know how to create a budget. I really know how to look for a financial person to talk to. And I'm not even in finance. I, I do know how to manage money because of my experience in banking and finance industry. But it's like, I just point people in the direction and they really just do all the legwork. I'm just giving them the foundation to create that for themselves using what's in their environment. So have I, have I tracked one of my clients all the way through to see them succeed? No, just because my focus is not on the numbers. We talk all the time, but I think it's just, they come with me one problem. That's really the gate. That's like, they just needed to bust through it. I'm like, yeah, here's the problem. So I take whatever you come to me as, and you're like, I have this and this. I'm like, okay, none of that matters. I mean, it matters to you. But to me, what I hear is you don't know how to do X. Is this right? Yes. Okay, cool. That's what we're going to focus on. And so I, it drops their list of like, here's the things I need to work on to no, You just need to prioritize this piece of your life. And then everything else starts working and starts clicking. And then they no longer need me because now they're talking to people like you. Oh, I need help with marketing. Okay, you need to go find somebody better than you in marketing. Like find them, pay them, learn from them, move on. <laughs> yeah. Keep going as you go through your business, as, as you go through life, because it works both professionally and personally. And that's really, you know, the only client success that I've had is just these small moments where they've had to overcome something and I help them realize the bigger picture. 
So on my website, it has a few reviews from people who've heard me speak and heard me lead workshops and had and have actually put their kids through my program. And they've been like, oh my gosh, like, thank you, Sean. Like you focus on the whole body. Like you're, you, I come to you talking about one part, like you made my son realize he needs to eat better. He's, his sleep needs to change, how he does these things because and he wants to do it on his own because he sees the benefits through your training, through your workshops, through your coaching. And so that's like the type of success I look for. It's my goal reaching my audience and is it doing the output that I'm expecting the input I'm putting in is it is the output coming back yes okay cool I don't care like I don't need anything else from you thank you go be successful (laughs) it's just how I work and it it may not be for some people it may not work for them but for me it's because it's a bigger vision for me I'm more focused on the person than the profit and I think my hashtag that I have on Instagram if you want to follow it is change over profit so all of my content has that because I focus on change over profit because I don't really value money that much. It's, <laughs> it's probably bad as a leader. I just use as much as I need. And I'm like, all right, the rest of it, just let's find somebody to help to get them to where they can be. Because that's really what the goal is for me as a business leader. I like that. So what do you think has been your truth that's gotten you this far in your journey? I think it's just taking your time because when you take your time, you realize what's working and what's not. So when you hit one step and it's like, it's not working, I'm not afraid to tell myself, crap, I failed. I made a bad decision. And, and I think that's the biggest hurdle that people have to get over is that self, like you're going to fail and you're going to suck and you're going to do something really stupid. And it just is what it is. I've wasted probably, and I'm probably sure you understand this too. I probably survived like four to $5,000, I think just last year alone, in like three months, of just burning it because it was a, a bad marketing strategy, a bad marketing person, a bad influence. I was like, God, I didn't need any of this. I was like, mm, I'm not paying for this anymore. This is cutting up my profits, eating into everything that I'm doing. I was like, I don't need this anymore. And so there's one of those realizations that you have to just be honest with yourself when you fail, because we look at like, oh, people are going to see that my website changed six times. People didn't even care. They realized my website was good. They were like, oh, your website's nice. And I'm like, oh, okay. But you didn't realize when it wasn't bad, you didn't care. And so it's, it's just, true. It's very true. I've had don't. very, so many versions of my website that has yeah. sucked. And yeah. And now like people are like, your site's really good. I'm like, it is. <laughs> I'm, like, to me, I'm like, oh, okay. I found one that works. I'm not going to change it anymore. So I just build on what works now. And then eventually it'll probably change again. And that's one thing I've just realized though, is that just take your time. And I've lived by that and I've grown my business by that. And because I take my time with, it makes me take my time with clients. It makes me take my time with business steps and what I'm going to do next. It makes me take my time with my team. And my team tells me all the time, you're such a great leader because you don't like, you, you don't even talk. Like when I come into a business meeting with them, yes, we have things to get done. I'm asking, how are they doing? How's your life? How's this? Are you okay? Because I'm checking to make sure my team is practicing what we are teaching people. Because if you're not, we need to stop. You get. You need to take a break, sit down, and be transparent, and show them that honesty. That yeah, life is hard, and I don't care how successful you are or how good your intentions are. You're gonna hit up. You're gonna hit something that's bigger than you, and it's gonna cause you to sit down. I've had to do it, and I'm the leader of the company. I'm like, no, nah, I need to take a break. They're like, where's Sean? I'm like, he's just not coming today. He's he needs to. Take, and I come back and I tell the audience, well, I needed. I needed to work through things. That and this is the reality. I'm trying to show you guys, and this is why I think people love it so much because they see like you're so honest. You're not the typical business leader or speaker. You're not hiding behind like your speech. You're like, no, this is life, and I'm struggling today. I'm gonna need to take a break because I can't give you 100 percent if I'm not taking my time through the things that I'm doing. And that as I get better and as I grow, maybe I'll learn how to handle those situations quicker. But I live in the reality, not the vision. And so take just take your time. Take your time. Love that. So if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Don't rush the process, I think is probably the biggest one. And it sounds so generic, but 
when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of understand like what that is because you've been through the process. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, I definitely relate to that one. Don't rush it because we try to get somewhere so fast that we ultimately miss what we're supposed to get from the lesson or what have you. If you fail, take a moment and take a breath just as much as if when you succeed. When I succeed, I probably take the same amount of breath as I do when I fail because it's a moment for you to reflect and rewind. So just like we talked about before, when you hit the success, you're like, I don't want to, okay, yeah, less than a week, but now I'm like, I'm crashing. It's like how I imagine it is we're all sitting as an entrepreneur, you're like a balloon and you're blowing air into this business. You're blowing air into whatever. And yes, things are slowly starting to grow, starting to grow, starting to grow. But as we all know from experience as children, that when we blow, we get to a certain point where that thing is up there. And so if you're nervous, if I blow one more piece of air, it could pop my balloon. But also the key is if you tie it off and say, all right, well, I'm fine. And you drop it on a blade of grass, you popped your balloon. And so which one is easier to repair, an exploded balloon or a deflated balloon? So you have to know you know, when it's time for you to blow another breath of air into that balloon and when it's time to even let some air out, let some things go. So you don't get to this level where you're like about to explode about the pop, because if you pop, that's going to be the hardest way to get back. It's going to be impossible. That's where you quit. You're like, crap, I didn't lost everything that I had, lost all my money, lost X amount. Of, and it's like, I have nothing else to get back started with. First, or if you blow a hole and you blow too much air and you're like, man, this is, I'm holding on to a lot. It's not doing what I need it to do. And I have a bunch of air in here, but no substance, like no, you know, thickness. So I can't smack this balloon around. I can't pop it in the air. It's just kind of this lightweight. I'm just floating and I'm just moving with no space to actually sit still or be. And so really just don't rush the process and stay, celebrate the wins with the same amount of breaths as you do a loss and just take your time, go at a constant pace. Everything's at a constant pace, whether I succeed, whether I fail, it's just at a constant pace. And I don't let anybody pull me outside of that. I don't let a company pull me outside of that. I don't let an interview, I don't let podcasts, I don't let book, I don't let anybody else touch that time. And my team knows, like if Sean says, we're doing this today it's not going to change. We're doing it this way. And I don't care how, what opportunity is there. It'll be there when we're ready to get to it. If we take our time and do things right, we'll be better for it than if we just sit there and mope about it. Just stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So if there are people that are listening that would like to get a hold of you to work with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. The best way to do that is to just reach out to me on seanthespeaker.com. You can fill out my contact form on the bottom, or you can just send me an email. I've had a lot of people do that because really my coaching services are, it's not something I'm broadcasting. It's mainly for people who come out of my workshops uh, when I speak and they attend my conferences or something like that. And they're like, oh, hey, I want to coach with you. I'm like, well, yeah, then that's how you do that. But if you want to reach out to me because you heard this podcast and because you're listening, feel free to go to my website, send me an email, say, Hey, I want to work with you. Here's what I want to talk about. And I'll do a free introductory call with you so we can figure out where the priority is. And then one or two sessions or three, three sessions, probably you'll get to where you want to go. I usually don't go any longer than three just because it, after three, you don't need me. Like the way that I coach after three, you don't need me. You're like, what? I have one guy. He went through my course. He took my book. He read my book didn't need me. And he came back and was like, Hey, you got anything else? I'm like, yeah, here's my course. He's like, okay, cool. Because I've already have all this information out here for you. It's like, you just, it's all for you. It's, it's helping you understand the things that you really want to do. And, and rather than waste your time talking to you and meeting with you, I'm going to let you kind of take the lead and see if you're going to take that next step in your life. Cause I'm not going to force you to work with me or be in a position where I'm like fighting for you, we're fighting for your time or because then you look at me as a salvation. And if ultimately it's, I tell you something and it doesn't work, you're going to blame me because you're spending so much time with me versus if you're spending time with yourself and you're just using the things that I'm asking you to do or 
realize in your life, you're like, okay, that's on me. I quit. I failed. I didn't do this. I didn't. And it's not just me pushing accountability. It's me saving one, my time. And also just the reputation that I'm talking about that I am not the focus of, I don't train people to be me. I train people to be the best version of themselves. And so I try to stay as far back as I can without inserting myself into your situation because one, I can be objective. And then two, you get the benefit of having all the credit for all the work because you're the one who's living your life and living and being consistent. Not me. I'm not the, don't, don't be like Sean, be like you. <laughs> so you can succeed and, and live a happy and joyful and peaceful life uh, that you want to live regardless of what the outcome is. I'll put all those links down below. Sean, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Yeah. Thank you, Amy, for having me. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.